and welcome to the Esquire podcast, a space to inspire women to build their brands and business without leaving their faith behind. And I'm your host, Janet Oyadele. You'll be hearing candid conversations with founders, thought leaders, and inspiring individuals on navigating faith and life as an entrepreneur. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged as you listen. This is the Ascribe Podcast. Okay, so hi everyone and welcome back to the Ascribe Podcast. Today's guest is a woman who is originally from Alabama, but migrated to New York City and became the senior sales director of an ad tech company. She later left her career in advertising to start her own company, Horatio Printing, full-time in 2016, and to pursue her God-given purpose. She's a Christ follower, a wife, a mother, and a dreamer, and she's the creator of the Dream Planner, plus other events and resources. Today's guest is Polly Payne. Welcome to the podcast, Polly. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here and to speak to your audience. Thank you. Um, And I hope you've been having a good day. It's so lovely to have you on. um, And it will be a great way for us to really learn more about your journey, your faith, and how you've been building the brand and the business over about five to six years now. So I thought it'd be good to start off with your journey and just talk us through the vision that you had and how it's unfolded over the past few years. Sure. So I guess the conception of the dream to start a company really started to birth in me long before I started Horatio Printing. I just kind of had this feeling of like, man, I do want to start a business one day and I'd like to kind of have a different life than the typical nine to five, um, which I think is why I ended up in sales because when you are a salesperson, you kind of get to run your own book of business, for example. And so migrated kind of into sales, but always had a dream to start a business. I actually had an idea for a business and started to run with it back in 2012, 2013. I had a mobile app that I was working on and someone else came out with the exact same thing um, a few months before I had the idea for Horatio. So I was really crushed, honestly, but it really wasn't the dream for me and it didn't work out for a reason. So Fast forward to August of 2014, I'm in the throes of working in Manhattan, um, you know, working all day and then in the evenings taking out clients and um, just kind of running around the city. And I was going, starting to go to church again. I was really reconnecting with my faith. And I started reading the book, The Artisan's Soul um, by Erwin McManus. And this book is really about how we're all actually artists. We're all creative because of our human nature, because we're created in the image of a creative God. And this really just reminded me that I'm supposed to be creating things. I'm supposed to be, um, using my brain to design my life and to be intentional. And that our life is our most important work of art we'll ever create as humans. And if we're going to create something amazing and really fulfill the purpose and the calling on our life, we have to be intentional with our time and not just fly by the seat of our pants. And so he challenged me to create a list of all my distractions, create an exit strategy and execute it. So I got out my journal and I drew out in a big, uh, 
cloud chart, all of my distractions of my life. And one of the things I wrote down was taking out clients or schmoozing clients um, because that was a big part of what I did. I would take people out for drinks and for dinner. And I just felt in my spirit, God say, I'm going to take that talent I gave you, the people talent, and use it for a ministry. And I just was blown away. I was like, what? Like, you want to use me? I was so broken. I was so um, caught up in excess and partying and taking people out all the time. And I was like, wow, I can't believe God would even like have a moment with me. This was, you know, midnight on a Thursday. And I just started crying. And then from that moment, I was like, okay, I've got to get my life together. It was just this meeting with God of like, okay. And then I was like, you know what? I need a planner. And at that point, I really, I've always loved planners. I'm so forgetful. I have to write everything down or I totally forget it. I'd always been kind of creating my own planner in a journal because I hate planners that have really thin paper, kind of like Bible paper, you know, and when you write in it, it totally messes up and it ruins the next page. And so I would always create planners inside of sketchbooks, like art paper, thick planners. And so I said, you know what? I need a planner. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to create a planner. And so that night I just stayed up all night designing this planner that had a lot of dreaming in the front. I laid out a weekly layout and really spent a lot of time on the work before you started designing your week of dream planning. What do I want to do? Who do I want to become? Um, what do I want to obtain? And then all the other little sections started to build out. And from there, I hired two designers that had actually helped me with the mobile app. So we'd already worked together and they were totally on board. I took them to lunch and I was like, what do you guys think? And they were like, we're in, this is great. And so we just went off to the races. And so that was August. And by October, we had a company set up. Um, by November, we had product in hand um, by end of November. And so it was a crazy ride that first year, creating the 2015 planner, all while still maintaining my full-time job. I know that, you know, oftentimes when you get a vision, sometimes it's like, where do I start? Where do I begin? Like, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your mind when you started the planner? Well, one of my thoughts was... Um, you know, when you start to draw something out, you have an idea in your head, it doesn't come out as pretty as you thought. <laughs> and so you can really get caught up in this designing space at the beginning of like, oh, this is junk and like trying to, you know, ball it up and throw it in the trash can. Um, but that's where really you need a team. You need somebody with a creative talent that can take what you've drawn and really put it into you know, Adobe and, and, and build off of what you have and breathe into it in a deeper way. And so I had two designers on my team and one of them, um, both of them were skilled digitally, you know, with um, design software, but one of them was actually a, a calligraphy artist. And so she did all of the artwork. So a lot of our copy inside of the book was hand-drawn. So there wasn't a font, you know, and I think that really made it special. So in terms of where do I start? Where do I start? The first thing I started with was just sketching out my idea in full in a sketchbook, um, making, just drawing it, you know, and making those plans. And then from there, 
I had a girl at my company who had just started a magazine company and she had done a Kickstarter and she had a website built. She designed a magazine and she used the same designers I used. And I really think being around her and seeing her take this little side hustle, do a Kickstarter and succeed and raise, I think she raised $10,000 to print her first run. I had contributed. I was a backer of her Kickstarter. Seeing someone do it and being around that person and sharing space with someone who's done the dream, even though it was a slightly different dream, really built my confidence of like, man, I could probably do that too. So it really matters who you're around and being in, in community with other dreamers, going and meeting with people who have done something you want to do, learning from them, watching them. Um, Hey, what website platform did you use? And this was right when Squarespace was like just coming out. And so it was like, wow, look at this amazing thing she built. It was so simplistic. It was beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was a big part of it. Like seeing someone kind of step the path before me, even though it was a different product. Hers was a beautiful magazine design. Um, mine was a planner, you know, different bindings, but she knew a printer company. So I was like, cool. Can I talk to your printer? You know? And she was very kind to share those things with me. I'm not working with that printer anymore. I'm not using that website platform anymore, but just having those first steps with somebody that can come alongside you is crucial. I think. I think that's so true because, you know, sometimes people talk themselves out of pursuing their God-given vision because they might feel like they're not ready or someone else is already doing it or they don't have the right resources. And so it's always good to be around people that inspire you and that can support you um, as you get started and as you continue to grow. And I know that, you know, since starting and creating the planner, there's been, you know, different things that have come out of the brand um, over the years. Um, so how have you seen that vision unfold um, and yeah, how have you really been able to take hold of the different elements that God has now given to you around um, the work that he's calling you to do? Yeah, so the planners evolved and then we've come out with new products. And honestly, a lot of the things that I've built have been birthed from concepts I've learned in church. For example, the first year I was making the planner and I was like, man, I love this planner, but it's kind of selfish. Like it's all about my dreams, my schedule, my time, you know, my to-do list. When as Christians, we're called to be other focused, you know, we're supposed to not be self-centered. Right. And so I was kind of struggling with that. And then, you know, just bringing these things to God the next Sunday, a man came to preach and he preached all about generosity and and so I was like, you know what? I need a generosity page in my planner because people need to be intentional about their generosity. It says, um, let me pull up the scripture really quick. It says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, for each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. So we're not supposed to be compulsive with our generosity or our time, we're supposed to be intentional. And so we added in a generosity planning page and it was based off the, you know, how most sermons have three points. It's based off the three points of his sermon. So I'll hear things and I'll go, you know what? That's really great. But sometimes you can hear a sermon, but if you don't take time to like 
actually work it out in your life, your life doesn't change. Like if you have a preacher say, you know what, if you have a fear, write it down and find a scripture that goes with it, that conquers it. Okay. That's great advice, preacher man. But if I don't sit down and write down my fears and find a scripture to conquer it, nothing changes, you know? So my big thing is I want to make what you learn from the Bible or what you learn from your pastor or, you know, anyone. It's like, let's actually do it. Let's actually sit down, take time, be intentional um, and write down these things and, and examine our lives, examine where we're going, examine where we are, examine what do you want, examine what have you heard from God? And if you haven't heard anything, let's go to the word. So a lot of things have happened organically from things I've learned. Um, the next big product that we put out was our soap Bible studies. And that was introduced to me through a Wednesday night church service when the preacher was like, Hey, so a great way to read the Bible is to do the soap method, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And so he just made everyone in the audience do it. He's like, all right, we're all going to just do it. Okay. Versus me tell you do it and you don't go home and do it. And so he read the scripture. We all read the scripture. And then we had quiet time to just write down our observation, our application, and our prayer. And I was like, wow, I've never really done this. And this is really what it means to sit and like soak in the word and then apply it to your life instead of just going, oh, that's a neat story. It's like, okay, well, how can I change how I'm living? How does this affect my spirit? You know, what did I observe from this? And really being um, intentional with taking time to use your brain. And so I loved that. I started doing it at home. And then I was like, I want to make this into a Bible study because I get a little nervous, um, the concept of writing a quote unquote devotional, because I don't really want to share with people my commentary of the Bible. I'd much rather just share the Bible (laughs) and let the Bible speak to you how it's supposed to speak to you, because it speaks to everyone differently based on where you're at in your life. You know, you can read a scripture five years ago and then read the same one today or even a month later and it will hit you differently, you know? And so we built the soap Bible studies and organized them by season of life. So I went and picked out all the scriptures I found that I loved on the topic of purpose, on the topic of wisdom, on the topic of anxiety or transition. And we grouped all of those into volume one. And so it's kind of like a choose your own adventure based on the season of life you're in. We've now had four volumes of that come out. Um, we've also come out with different notepads and accessories that go along with the planner. We've come out with a, a storybook for married couples to write down their love story and have a little date night on their anniversary and kind of capture where we're at now and recommit to each other. Re- reread your vows and that sort of thing. Um, And now I actually have a course to help people dream, to help people get healthy and intentional so that they can dream. Because unless we are healthy, um, it's hard to have healthy dreams. It's lovely to hear that a lot of what you've been creating over the years has come out of a need and it's been something that you've recognized or a gap that you've recognized and seen actually this can be done or this can be created in a certain way so there's been a lot of intention around the products that you've created and yeah the experiences that you're also creating through your course so what would you say 
to someone who like they have a vision um, and they've got this dream, how would you help them get from that stage of having a dream to actually doing the work? Because many times we can have a vision and we can have a dream, but we get stuck in actually taking those steps. And, you know, there's resources such as the planners that can help us to kind of plan things out. But what would you say is some of the things to consider to actually get it done? Yeah, well, it totally depends on what dream, <laughs> what the dream is, right? But um, for every dream, I think the first step, and this is kind of a weird step um, that might not be as obvious, but I think the first step, if you want to pursue a dream, I think it's really important to have the foundation of you healthy. Um, like before you start a business, I want to make sure you're financially healthy personally. I want to make sure your, your relationships are healthy. And I don't mean you're fully, fully perfect. I don't want you to hide in perfectionism and go, okay, well, I've got to be perfect before I can start a business or before I can write a book. It's not that it's just a matter of, are you, are you well mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, personally in your home? You know, if you're a mom in your motherhood, right? Because, and I'm not saying perfect, I'm just saying healthy. And, and, if, and if one area is really weak, like let's say your marriage is on the rocks or your health is really bad or you're in a lot of debt, those blocks are going to block you from going all the way with your business. Does that make sense? And, and I'll be honest, like I wasn't perfect at all when I started my business. I'm still struggling with certain areas of my life, but um, having a plan of like, okay, this is what I have in my week. And I'm making sure that the things that are important, like let's say the marriage is on the rocks and um, the debt is one of the reasons, right? And maybe you're struggling financially and in, in a relationship. Okay. In my week, I need to make sure I have my fundamental needs met for my financial future and for my marriage. So maybe that looks like I have an intentional sit down date with that person or I'm, or I'm going to counseling. And for my finances, I have set a budget and I'm checking in on that budget on Thursdays at two o'clock. And I have date evening on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. If those things aren't being prioritized and like you're at least aware of it and have a plan, I would say that's first. You need to make sure you're well. If you are in a toxic situation, you'll have more toxic dreams. Um, if you are scared, you'll have scared dreams. If you're unhealthy, you can have unhealthy dreams. And so I think the, the big step is making sure you're going to be good because you are a big part of your dream. And for you to level up, level up, level up in that dream, I want to make sure you're good. So that would be my first thing is making sure you're healthy. You're taking time to take inventory of your life and go, okay, I know this one area is is struggling. What's one thing I could do or what's three things I could do to make myself feel more encouraged in that area of my life and like pick one of them and like go do it, you know, and make it a habit. I think that's crucial. So that aside, that's the first step. And I think it, it really matters to do that first. Um, the, for your dream itself, I think really sitting down to map out what is the dream and why? Like, why does this matter? Why do I feel like I need to do this? And having that clarity, because that clarity 
and conviction can really carry you far when you are struggling because dreams can become burdens. And when it becomes a burden, it can be abandoned unless you have that reserve of why I'm doing this, why it matters, why I'm going to follow through. And what does the finish line look like? Break it down. Like if it's, I want to start a business. Okay. Well, you know, maybe the first step is building your website. Why do I need to do this? What does it look like to be done? Okay. I just want four pages, like starting small and not trying to eat the elephant all at once. Um, in terms of actually getting it done, I do think you need some sort of accountability structure or um, someone championing, championing you in the journey. Having someone, like I had someone that had been there before and the team, my design team that I was working with had just built um, a website and a magazine for my friends. So like they knew the drill, you know what I mean? They were ready to go. And so I think having either a coach or um, a, t- a partner um, that can really help you. But you have to be careful who you pick because the people you love, there'll be somebody in your quote unquote corner that actually becomes a, a dream bully and will come to you with all the reasons why this could go wrong and why it's probably not a good idea for you to follow your dreams. And those people, God love them. Um, they will try to steer you away. You know, they, they'll sound like the voice in your head. Um, they'll, they will affirm the fearful voice in your head and they're, they're dangerous for your dream. So you have to be careful who you pick. You need a dream champion. And sometimes it will surprise you who in your circle actually becomes that for you. I think that's so lovely. And yeah, I think, as you mentioned, having the foundation, right, and taking the time out to do a bit of the inner work, um, just to ensure that, you know, you're in a healthy place, um, so that you can carry this vision that God's given to you. um, And also prioritizing what your personal needs are, as well, in order to carry that vision forward. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, especially, you know, nowadays, where there's so many opportunities to do things to start businesses to build brands, it's so crucial that we don't pay more attention to what we're building, and neglect how we're building ourselves up and how we're building our relationships with God. So, yeah, I think those were such key things to consider for anyone who may be thinking of starting something or pursuing the vision that God's given to them. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's doable. It's doable. I think sometimes we think as an artist or, um, you know, you have to struggle, you have to martyr, you have to put the business before everything else. And, um, and you can't have it all right. But you, you can, I think it's just important. You have to get really intentional with your time and there will be things you have to drop the ball in and there will be things you have to lay down in order to pick up the dream because we only have so much time in the day. So it might be like, okay, well, I'm going to go on a social media fast for 30 days while I build my company. Well, you just handed yourself at least 40 hours, if not 120 hours. Okay. If you don't do social media for 30 days, you'll be amazed at how much time you have to build this company Um, or, or no TV for 30 days, but you have to lay something down. For me, when I started my business, I laid down going out with clients or going out at night. And that was my time after work to build my business. And my weekends were my time to build my business. So you have to look at that and go, okay, where can I remove from? You don't want to remove from your sleep, 
You don't want to remove from your key relationships, your motherhood, your marriage, um, your personal health, right? Your spiritual life. We want to remove from the things that, the distractions, the things you don't really need that are slowly sucking your your time away. That's so key, yeah. And I think it's so important, like you mentioned, to understand that there might be sacrifices and there might be things that you might have to put on hold as well as you're working towards that that dream or that vision. But it's all worthwhile. And I think that kind of, that leads us into the next point, which is what I was going to talk about on patience. And you know, sometimes we want to see the the vision or the dream happen immediately, but there's always this waiting season and this preparation season that God often takes us through. Um, and yeah, have you faced any moments where you've had to practice patience as you've built your business or worked towards some of the goals within your business? And what lessons did you learn from it? Oof, I hate patience. (laughs) Oh gosh, I'm like so impatient. I'm impatient, Polly. Um, Like I started my business in three months. I got married in three months. So I like to run fast towards the goal. (laughs) Um, I am really bad with secrets. Like, oh, let's keep it a secret, you know, before we announce. And it's, it's hard for me. It's really hard for me to do that. So I think one of the things that I've been the most patient in that's been, I think, a struggle is becoming a debt-free company. I really had a goal to become debt-free and it took so long. I have a product-based business and so I have to put up a lot of money up front um, with... um, buying inventory, you know, in April and May and not seeing that inventory or the revenue from it until October, November. And so that is a tough thing versus a service-based business where you're not paying like, you know, $40,000 in advance for a product. And so um, I, I would have to take out a loan for that often. And then I would, okay, have a plan to pay it off and have profit left over, but the costs would never come out right to where I wouldn't have to take a loan the next year. And so that was really tough for me because I felt like that was a failure if I'm, you know, in debt or always having to pull out a loan each year, that was, um, that was a struggle for me. And so one of the things that I put in place was a boundary. I created a boundary with my financial systems in the business by doing profit first and profit first revolutionized the way I structure my business. Um, It's a great book by Mike Michalowicz. And basically, if you've ever followed Dave Ramsey or his systems to become debt-free, it's like a cash envelope for your business. So every twice a month, you take whatever revenue you have and you put it into these different bank accounts. There's a bank account for owner's comp. There's a bank account for profit. There's a bank account for Um, inventory for future inventory. So you're just squirreling away your money into these buckets and then you have an operating expense. And what it really does is it helps you show you you're spending way too much money on operating expenses. And so that was a really powerful tool for me because I didn't understand my money and, you know, you can make a lot of money, but if you're not tracking how much you're making, the owner of the company hardly will take, know what to take. What do I pay myself? There's all these questions. What do I pay myself? When am I ready to hire somebody? How much profit should I 
I have and what should I save for taxes? And, you know, why don't I ever have more money for inventory, you know? And so this just really lays it out in black and white, gives you structure. And for me, that took so much stress away um, and pressure off. And it shows you, okay, well now you've got enough to hire somebody. Okay. Well now you have enough to give yourself a little raise or now you're, you've got, you know, your paycheck ready for the next three months. You know, you've, you've built that up so that nest. And so, um, that was a great tool. So I would honestly recommend any entrepreneur who has those financial questions to look at profit first and, um, read the book or audiobook, And that can be really helpful. Um, because you really need to understand your numbers in order to have a healthy, successful business because profit um, is like self-care for your business. If you're not able to make profit, um, you're not going to be able to have impact. You know, you're not going to be able to hire people and, and have a team and bring people alongside. And so um, that's been a hard journey for me of being able to hire people, but then hitting a tough season and being like, sorry, I can't afford to work with you anymore. Um, and that it hurts and it's, it's painful and it can be um, difficult. So having this new structure has really helped me. I love how much, you know, you spoke about, you know, the finance side of things and how important it is to generate profit and to see profit as something to, to manage well. I think it's so important that, like you said, that people pay attention to their finances when they're building um, their businesses, because sometimes we can get so caught up in actually doing the work and serving the clients and creating great products. But having an eye on the finances is so crucial as well for having a sustainable business that lasts over time and allows you to continue making an impact through um, your products and your services. So I guess, how would you say that your faith has helped you to lead your business over the years? Like what role would you say that your faith has played in your journey of being an entrepreneur? It's everything. <laughs> it's everything. Like I wouldn't have a company without my faith. I, I truly believe God breathed on my business. Um, when we first printed that first thousand products, thousand planners, um, it was received well by my local church and they helped me promote it. You know, um, I sent it out to pastors around the United States and it started to grow and, and God has just been so faithful. But it hasn't been like this giant, you know, overnight success. It's been a slow grow. And I honestly think that is a blessing. When you grow too fast, you have major growing pains, you make big mistakes and you, you end up falling. And I think it's really nice to have a slow grow. Like if you look at a plant, you know, they, they grow slow. And I think in his mercy, he allowed me to grow slow, even though at some points I would see people launch a planner and it would just explode. And I go, Oh my gosh, why couldn't mine have exploded like that? You know? And, uh, but I think it was his mercy really that allowed it to slow grow. And there's been many seasons where we've come up against huge hurdles, like our inventory being completely locked away in customs for weeks. And it, could have been shipped back to the manufacturer and cost an extra $40,000 and all kinds of problems where I really was just stuck, helpless with no action I could take except pray. 
And I have seen so many miracles in this company where God has brought a miracle and um, where customs said, okay, well, we're going to do it this once and just have, you know, this little workaround. It's only going to cost, you know, 5,000 versus 40 and blah, blah, blah. It's like, wow. Like I've just seen miracle after miracle with God and the partnerships he's brought. Um, but the truth is, I think we can go, well, wow, I want miracles. Like why isn't God doing miracles with me? And I think we can get caught up waiting for God to move on our behalf. But here's what I've learned about pursuing your dreams and waiting on God. I think it's so important that you show up and you bring your hundred, like you bring your hundred, you show up and you bring your hundred and you know what? You're a human. So your hundred is going to be your hundred. That's, that is what it is, right? We're flawed. (laughs) We're not perfect. But then when you show up and bring your hundred, I truly believe God shows up and he brings his hundred. And so it's, it's equal. It's, it's, you bring your, your hundred, God brings his hundred. But the thing is God's hundred is like infinitely better than our hundred. Right. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's important for us to show up, to do the work, to do the research, to shoot our shot with big dreams. Um, Like I just found out the other day that Lauren Dangle watched my dreamer summit last year and I couldn't believe it. My friend told me, yeah, I was speaking with Lauren and um, turns out she was watching the dreamer summit at a friend's house. And I'm like, what? So you know what? I DM'd Lauren like, hey, do you want to come to the Dreamer Summit this year and, and speak? Um, I'm shooting my shot. You know what I mean? I don't know if she's going to read my DM, but like, I'm not going to not try, you know, I'm going to put myself out there. And if it's God's will, it'll happen. If it's not, that's okay. But always just coming back to God's will and me taking a step in faith and knowing if it's meant to be, it'll be. If it's not, it won't. And that's okay. But I'm going to keep showing up and keep getting excited and, you know, keep being expectant for God to move on my behalf because he's done it and he'll do it again. I love that being excited and expectant of what God can do. Um, it's so, it's almost like the fuel that you need to keep going. Um, the energy that helps you to keep going on that path that God has laid out before you. Um, and what would you say that you, you enjoy the most about the work that you're doing and the products that you're creating and the events that you're hosting? What do you enjoy the most about that? There's so many things. Um, I think the biggest thing is hearing people's transformations or I'll get an email and someone just shares how like maybe the day the planner showed up, God spoke to them in a way, you know, or it was a sign or how, you know, I have a lot of people right now taking my dream crafting course and they are just blown away at how much God is using it and Holy Spirit is using it. My, my 100, which is not that great. You know what I mean? Like I can hardly spell. I can hardly do multiplication. Like I am so unqualified to be in the place that I'm at, but God is so good. And if you just show up and you are willing um, and you bring your hundred, not your perfectionism, but your, your willingness to, to try with excellence. Um, he will use you despite your flaws, despite your inadequacies, despite your past. Um, it's just amazing. And so I think it just blows me away to hear from people who have, you know, used the product or experienced the course and 
have pursued their dream. Like people like, Hey, thanks so much. I started the business and now I've got this amazing company and like seeing all these dreams that have birthed in people, whether it's starting a podcast or finally, um, starting their little business or pursuing health in their marriage or whatever it is. I just, it's amazing to me. Um, just having more peace because of their relationship with the Lord. Like it, um, it blows me away because I'm so flawed. I'm not perfect, but God, he uses, you know, nothing is unwasted. Um, nothing's wasted. So it's just, that's probably the most exciting thing. The other thing I love is design, like, you know, pretty fonts, aesthetics, things like that. So I really do enjoy the crafting part of creating. And I do work with a couple elite clients with helping them birth their printing products. Um, And so that's been a really fun thing here lately, helping people create things that have been in their heart for a long time. That's great. That's so lovely. Um, And yeah, I think that excitement it's about you know the work that you're doing and the transformation that you're seeing um from the people that purchase and the people that you work with that's just so great um and finally I think my last question is how do you unwind and how do you make time for yourself as a business owner well I have a two-year-old daughter <laughs> so um each season is different um and for me unwinding right now looks a lot like playing with her and just being present, being present for where I'm at. Um, Unwinding on the weekends, I delete my social media. Like I completely delete Instagram and Facebook off my phone. Um, And so that in and of itself, it's hard at first. It feels like, you know, an addict and you're like, where's my stuff. But um, eventually it feels like a vacation. And so for me, that's part of it. Taking nice long walks is a way that I unwind. Um, and I have a dance class that I take on Fridays and that is a really, that is my, what I call my fundamental need, uh, for me is something that I absolutely love to do that, um, I would not make time for unless I'm super intentional. And so having that, um, dance class on Fridays is a great way for me to kind of unwind. I'm in a new city right now. And so I haven't made a huge group of friends here yet. Uh, We moved in the middle of COVID. And so it's been a little tricky to connect with people just because of that, but we're starting to branch out, meet people and, you know, have lunches here and there. But I think a core thing is just time with my daughter, exploring um, this beautiful area that we live in and, and my dance class. That's great. Um, I think it's so key to find things that, you know, you can do outside of work and spending time with family and doing all the fun things is just as important as the work that we do. So, yeah, great. Thanks for sharing that. So let us know how we can stay in touch with you and how we can keep up to date with the things that are happening with Horatio Printing as well. Where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram, of course, um, Horatio Printing, H-O-R-A-C-I-O. All of our paper products are at HoratioPrinting.com, H-O-R-A-C-I-O, printing.com. And then if you are wanting some support um, to dream big and to really get healthy and holistic of, okay, how am I doing in all the areas of my life? And then how do I dream big? And with really step-by-step visions of creating a schedule that supports who you want to become, creating a schedule 
to make time to pursue your big dreams and then actually mapping out your big dream. Um, I do have a course for you. It's called the Dream Crafting Course. And you can learn all about that at thedreamerinyou.com. And then of course I have my podcast, the dream planning podcast. I have tons of episodes. If you want to get started on dream planning or get kind of an intro, listen to episode two, three, and four, the very beginning episodes. Um, and those actually just take you right through dream planning. You can get free PDFs um, are linked in those episodes. So that's a great way to start too. Great. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for your time again today, Polly. It's been so lovely having you on the podcast. And I pray that God will continue to help you to dream bigger and to fulfill the visions that he has for you. Thank you so much. It was so fun chatting. Thank you for listening to the Ascribe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe as it allows other entrepreneurial women like yourself to find the show. If you would like to find out more about Ascribe, visit us at ascribeculture.com. Enjoy the rest of your day and take care.